Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 37. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Fire Nation, we are building an incredible community at EntrepreneurOnFire.com. If you're starting or running a business, you simply have to check out the free resources we have for you. Also, every interviewee has their own dedicated page with a full recap and contact info. Come join our awesome community at eofire.com and reach out to me with any questions or suggestions you have. Entrepreneuronfire.com was created for you, so come on over and help make it stronger. Okay, let's get started. I am simply ecstatic to introduce my guest today, James Roche. James, are you prepared to ignite? Yes. Hi, John. How are you today? Ah, wonderful. Thank you. Great. James helps to successfully lead his clients through their entrepreneur's path, a simple, time-proven method to market and grow your business the fast, fun, and easy way. Clients from all over the world in over 30 unique industries hire James as their coach because of his ability to coach the product, programs, and marketing strategy out of them. I've given Fire Nation a little overview, James. Why don't you tell us who you are and what you do? Sounds good, John. Thank you very much. Well, I'm a, a business and marketing coach, and I, I, as you just said, I, I really work deeply with my clients to help them create strategies, uh, align their products, their programs to how it's going to best fit for them and their business and really their lifestyle, too. I have a wonderful home here in uh, Miami Beach, Florida, with my wife, and we call it the uh, Castle in the Sky because <laughs> we're we're over we're on an island actually in Miami Beach, and we overlook the water, and everything out the window is sky and water. It's quite beautiful. Gorgeous. Was that inspired by that? Was it a Steve Miller band song, Castle in the Sky? <laughs> I don't know, actually. <laughs> <laughs> It probably could fit, though. It's it's so beautiful here. Maybe I'll use that Castle in the Sky song as our intro music today. To, uh, okay, that would be it. fine. <laughs> so, James, at Entrepreneur on Fire, we start every show off with our guest's favorite success quote because it's kind of our way of getting the motivational ball rolling and get our listeners pumped up for your content. What do you have for us today? Excellent. Well, thanks, John. Actually, uh, my quote is one of my favorite quotes of all time. It's by the poet John Keats. And it is, a thing of beauty is a joy forever. And I just have always resonated with this because, you know, for me, business is more than just transactions. It's, It's more than just business. And I think it is for a lot of entrepreneurs. And I'm interested in, you know, my mission is really helping these leaders out there affect more people in the best way possible. And I, I look at business and marketing as simply tools to reach out to people and to benefit people, to be of service. And what happens then is if I can affect my clients and help them, therefore, affect their clients, then it's like this, this ripple effect happens. And these ripples just go expanding out. And I've indirectly helped all totally lights me up. And that's why, you know, with this, a thing of beauty is a joy forever, I think it has something to do with this ripple effect that, that I resonate with, that I want to do good. I want to actually help and contribute to people. And I love that I don't know exactly where those ripples are going to go out. 
you know, like even with you, John, you're, you're doing these, these daily interviews and you don't know what effect it's going to have for people. You may never meet these people, but it has some rippling effect. Do you know what I mean with that? I totally understand what you mean. And I love this quote for a number of reasons. A thing of beauty is a joy forever. And it's very abstract. You can apply it in a number of different ways. I really like how you've applied it and how you've kind of given us an aerial view of how that ripple effect can have such a great impact on the world itself. Can you come down now to the ground level and give us an example where you've actually seen this ripple effect work in real life? Well, it's funny because I, I work closely as the head coach for Allie Brown, who is another big marketer out there focused on female entrepreneurs. And we put on a lot of events as well. And it's so fascinating to, that I would be at an event speaking, and then inevitably people come up who I don't even remember because <laughs> I didn't see their face. They see my face on the website, but um, they come up and they say, you know, that one seed of an idea, we you know, doubled our business. I made $10,000 off this. I, uh, you know, got this business idea going because of that seed of an idea. And this happens all the time where people just approach me and, and say, oh my God, that, that one thing made such an impact. Um, so it's in a way, it is anonymous in a way. And I kind of like that. Um, you know, I can say, yeah, uh, you know, I've had clients who've, who've made these, what I call a 15 degree shift. In other words, I've worked with them and we fine-tuned maybe what their offer is, who their market is, and sure enough, they, they break through. I, I can think of one example. Her name is Sophronia Scott, and she's a very respected author, actually, of, a, of fiction. And she started to help other authors uh, produce their books, their nonfiction books. And we made one little 15-degree shift in who she was targeting because she was targeting writers in general. But it was hard. They weren't, they weren't clicking with what she was offering. All we did was I said, well, let's reshift this to be focused towards more high-level CEOs and executives and give them basically the same offer. We tweaked it slightly. Well, what happened was two months later, she hit her very first five-figure month out of that one little adjustment that happens. Thank you for that specific example because that really does bring the quote to life in exactly your outlook on that quote to life. So I really appreciate that. Sure. So now we're going to move on to our next topic and that's failure because at Entrepreneur on Fire, we really focus on the journey of our spotlight entrepreneur. And today, James, that's you. And every entrepreneur has come across a failure or faced an obstacle or had a challenge to some level or degree that they've had to overcome. And it's really definitive and it defines us as entrepreneurs, how we react to that failure or that obstacle or that challenge. Can you give us an example during your journey when you face one of these situations and how you reacted to that? Totally. I, totally. This is like part of everyday, not everyday life, but uh, you know, like a yearly <laughs> life of the entrepreneur, I think, that we deal with some sort of dip. Or, oh, that didn't quite work out. So I totally get that. For me, one that happened uh, about a year and a half ago was I partnered with a very good friend of mine. He was a client previously, but we ended up kind of really bonding and we became friends. And we developed this whole program uh, and we started to go through the process of developing the content. We're getting ready for a launch with it. And it took quite a bit. I mean, I flew out there. He lives in Boulder. And then I f he flew out here. And we were making videos and getting everything ready. But 
once we first started to send those emails out, the first few emails, the, the response was extremely low. And I knew early on, I said, God, you know, we, we got too excited <laughs> by our own ideas and we didn't do enough market research. We didn't find out more about where this market is at and what they are actually wanting. Things that I teach. <laughs> so, you know, it was another thing like, God, sometimes the cobbler with the shoes thing, you know. And, but it was very, very revealing to me. It's like, God, you know, I, I skipped that step. And it's the, one of the most important steps is to actually back up and before we, you know, develop some program, find out from the market, hey, is this really what they want? Is this the format they want it? What exactly are they responding to? What exactly do they, what's the ultimate result that they want to experience? And how do I develop a program that will help them achieve that result? And we didn't do that. We went on what we thought was just a cool idea. And it was too complex and it was too, it just didn't land. It didn't land with the audience. So that really was it. I mean, that was a big one. And, you know, we're still buddies and all. Everything's fine. We didn't launch the program because by that time it was like the, the air had kind of moved out of the sail because <laughs> we'd have to restructure so much. But it did really reveal to me again, don't bypass the research phase. Well, thank you for sharing such a specific example and then for also just highlighting a major lesson that you learned from that. Yeah. And when I hear things along these lines, I think back to a book that I've recently reread called The Lean Startup by Eric Reese, where he just stresses over and over again how important it is to launch early because it's so important to get that feedback immediately from the customers, from your targeted clients. And that is where you're really going to make the quality product that you need to because it's their feedback that really should be shaping the product, not where exactly you think the product should be shaped. And you just highlighted that with how you guys were all excited about going in one direction. And maybe with some earlier customer feedback, you guys would have adjusted and made a product that would have been better received. Right. And that would have been the next lesson. If, if we chose to continue, it would have been not to stop it, but to tweak it. Now, we just decided... To, to just not go with it. Um, but in, in the future, you know, as if this happens again, it's definitely, I would tweak, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't run, abandon the ship so fast again. That's the other lesson I guess to learn here because it's true. I mean, it's, it's easy to come up with ideas and, you know, yes, we launched something, but it really is like, what's the response from the market? I always say that, that marketing is a dance. It's not a soliloquy. <laughs> You know, you're, you're dancing with your partner, the, the target market, and usually, actually, they take the lead. And there's that wonderful sensation when you dance that there's this push-pull, you know, like I've, I've danced salsa, I've taken lessons and stuff, and there's this wonderful tension between the two, and it just works. You get in the flow together. And it seems like that's what happens when you have a success, at, you know, a product or program or service that hits it out of the park. There's just that wonderful synergy between what you're interested in offering, what's, what's aligned with you, and then what the market is totally responding to. And so sometimes that takes a little tweaking to get to that you know, magic where that flow happens. Multiple lessons were pulled from that failure. Really appreciate that. That's just extremely sure. beneficial for the listeners. And we're going to use that to transition to our next topic because, James, as entrepreneurs, we do have journeys. And during the journeys, we have challenges and obstacles that you just alluded to. 
However, we also have these beautiful little aha moments that inspire us and they really propel us to the next level. And they happen in the small form every day, every week, every month. But every now and then, we really have this one big aha moment where the sun shines, the clouds part, the angels sing. Have you had a large aha moment? And if so, can you speak to that? Of course, yes. I mean, you're right, John. It happens almost every day. And that is a daily thing. <laughs> because, um, but I'll speak to one that, that really struck me. Um, when I got married to my wife now, what, three years ago, as we were preparing for the wedding, and I, I would email my list, and I was, you know, promoting various things, but I, I started to really open up about, you know, the process of getting ready for the wedding and what it's like to sample the wedding cakes and what did I learn from the person who sold us the <laughs> wedding cakes as a, as a sales lesson for me and all this great stuff. And, and I wrote it in a very personal, conversational way in the emails. Boy, I tell you, John, I got so much response from those emails um, off the chart. My, my list, they just went wild for the stuff. <laughs> and, and it occurred to me, I said, you know, the more that I'm completely transparent, authentic, share from the heart, and, and share things from my life, share things that are relevant to me and be really upfront about it and craft it in a way, in a, in a form of a story or in the way of a, a life experience, people are hungry for that. People are hungry for that authentic approach, that human, you know, human contact, and what, much, much more than they are a promotion <laughs> or just sales copy. And, I, and it's funny because I, I just redid my website and I couldn't stand the old website again. And you know how it is after three years or so, you got to revisit everything. And, and I was so beyond what the old website represented and the tone of it and everything. I got rid of those red headlines. I got rid of all that marketing sound to the whole thing. And the new website, I just basically wrote it from the heart to my audience, to, to who I really connect with. And it was easier to write. And it just has more uh, human contact to it. So that really taught me a lot. You know, that the whole wedding experience of open up, be authentic, share, um, and, and then trust that the people are going to resonate with the human contact much more than they are any theory or any marketing anything. James, I love that aha moment for many reasons, but... One reason specifically is because I hear from so many entrepreneurs that, you know, John, when I finally started being myself, that's when I started connecting with my audience, with my clients. And that was just such an aha moment for me. And I love the fact that you just shared that, that it took your wedding and sharing aspects of that to make you realize that when you shared personal things about your life and you were your authentic self, that's when the real connection started to happen. And, and that is just so inspiring and so great. What specific actions did you take after getting this aha moment? Well, I, I really got conscious about how I was communicating to my audience and how I was writing. Now, before that, I did read a book that absolutely changed my life. It's called On Writing Well by William Zinzer. And this is a classic how to write book. Um, he's a Harvard professor. He's been around. This book has been around, I think, 30 years now. Um, again, on writing well. Highly recommend it. So, so I, I kind of revisited what 
William Zimser was saying in that book, which is, yes, you, you write, and the, the real writing happens in rewriting, in the editing. And he taught how to write conversationally, and he gave lots of examples from people like E.B. White, Hemingway, great authors, and how when you read their writing, it is conversational, and yet it is highly crafted. <laughs> it's not random conversational, it's crafted conversational. And I really became conscious of writing my emails in a way, and in my copy, in a way that was conversational, but yet it, was, it wasn't just um, willy-nilly. It wasn't random. There was structure, there was thought behind it, and there was a flow to it. And then it just kind of, you know, you get good at doing that after a while. It, it becomes easier and easier to write this way and then edit this way. Um, so I think that would be the most specific thing is kind of the honing in of the writing technique. Um, nowadays, I'm, start, you know, I'm doing more video and I'm still holding to those principles. It's like, how can I write this and speak this in a way that clearly communicates, but also has, has a heart-to-heart connection too? Valuable, valuable advice. James, have you had an I've made it moment? <laughs> I have to tell you, I, for over 10 years, have had this dream that I spend my summers in Europe. I'm a total Europhile. I love it. I love it there. And it took a little time because I got married three years ago. and we, So I was all ready to go. But then I got married. <laughs> so I had to get my business, my, my wife's business. She is actually an energy healer. Oh. And we got her business up to par so we had that freedom of lifestyle that we could live and work anywhere. And now we both have that. So last summer, we both lived in Vienna, Austria for six weeks. And that was really a, a testing of the ground to see how it works to do the live abroad, work abroad thing. And you know what? It totally worked. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Don't, Skype is amazing and the technology, you know, online, everything. We do everything online now. And I remember Melanie and I were riding our bicycles through the, this big um, park there called, called the Prodder. You might have seen it in the, the movie The Third Man with Orson Welles where the big, uh, what do you call it, the, the Ferris wheel is. And it's gorgeous. I mean, we're, we're riding through the dappled light in these bicycles, and we sit and have a wonderful coffee and cake. And I'm like, oh, my God. Later today, I'm leading a teleclass. I'm going to work with clients this evening. That was heaven, <laughs> pure heaven. And so I would say that would be it. You know, I've been waiting for 10 years or, or more to have those kinds of experiences. And we're going to be going back again next summer, too. Man, that just gave me such a warm and fuzzy feeling. I can't even explain because... I just love the fact when I talk to entrepreneurs and they say, you know what, John, it's really tough because it's a blessing and a curse. I'm always, as an entrepreneur, pushing myself to that next level. And when I do reach that goal, when I reach that platform that I was really shooting for, I just immediately raise the bar again. And the ones like yourself that are really able to take a deep breath, look around, smile, and take it all in, that's inspiring. That is really what the goal should be. We should always be pushing ourselves, but we should always be appreciating what we've done. So, man, that was a great visual. I always love bringing the real-life experiences to my listeners here at Entrepreneur on Fire, and you're just doing a great job with that. So let's just keep doing that because that's the kind of stuff that I love, these visuals of you eating cake by a Ferris wheel (laughs) in the Prada in Vienna with your wife 
thinking oh, that heaven. you're in heaven. That's amazing. Knowing that you're returning to the castle in the sky at some point. <laughs> it's just great. <laughs> exactly. Well, you, you actually, John, you hit on something there. And I practice meditation too. And I think that's important to have that balance because it is easy as entrepreneurs to get so caught up in future thinking. And we forget, hey, present, present, you know, now mindfulness, what's going on right now. And I do think it's a balance between the two um, because, like you said, you know, it's so easy to just think future think all the time. But without that kind of rooted, grounded present to, hey, this is I mean, I'm living right now and I, I can actually choose to enjoy this moment or to experience what I like in this moment. I think there's got to be a balance between those two, too. I mean, so, so having said that, <laughs> I prefer to have those moments in the present while having cake and, and a coffee in, in Vienna. <laughs> I love that. And let's use that theme of balance to segue into our next topic, which is your current business. So you are just continuing to rock and roll in your business. You're at a great place. You're loving the interactions and the engagement that you're having with your audience. What is one thing that's really exciting you about your business right now? <laughs> There's lots of transitions happening right now, actually, um, as we approach the new year here. Um, I'm doing a new partnership with a, another past client who we've bonded together. And I'm, I'm really excited by this because we are helping service professionals truly achieve, you know, over 10000 a month income, no matter where they're kind of starting, because we're really focusing on how do you enroll, how do you engage your clients to, to really buy your services, to really connect with you and to move forward and buy your services. Specifically, the, the business model of a, of a big ticket service or a high ticket service offering. So in other words, anything that's over $2,000. And so that's a new project I'm working on um, and we're going to be launching that soon uh, is how, how to do that, how to have a big ticket item service and then how to enroll people and develop the skill of enrolling people to those big, big ticket services. And I have to say, because I'm really excited by this too, because in the past, you know, as I've transformed and grown myself, I used to be called the info product guy. And I did a lot of work around info products. And more and more, I'm moving away from that, actually, because I want to find, you know, I always say to my clients too, what's the lowest hanging fruit? What's the simplest path to the result that you want? And more and more, I'm finding that, hey, the service option is really one of the easiest things you can market and sell. You, you don't even really need a website to do it, honestly. Um, and how do we refine that fundamental service offer into something that can really generate 10000 or more a month just from that service-based offering with minimal complexity, minimal work on the technical side, on the, you know, like you don't have to develop a product or it doesn't have to be complicated. It's going to be the simplest path to a higher income levels than anything else I know of. So that's, I'm really excited by that. I'm really excited by the shift of, it's kind of like an evolution for me too, of refining what I offer and how I can help people better. James, that is exciting. And I'm looking forward to tracking that. So we will absolutely be linking everything along with this in the show notes today. So the audience will have a very easy way to jump over and see exactly what you're up to. Awesome. Thanks, John. So James, the word entrepreneur, it's a mystery to most people. 
At Entrepreneur on Fire, we really try to pull the curtain back and just show our listeners that, hey, entrepreneurs are just people too, and they have common tasks they do every single day. Obviously, you have a variety of tasks, and no two days are identical, but share with my audience two tasks that occupy a good portion of your day every day. Wow, that's a great question. Um, I would say currently there's there's product creation, actually. Um, like I said, I, I work closely with uh, my partner, Ali Brown, and we are currently at this moment launching uh, our, our year-long program. It's called Elevate. And I'm in charge of creating all the content and all the, the videos and the training that goes with it. So I would say a, a good chunk of, now every day is different, like you said, but a good chunk of the week is spent really developing high-quality training videos for entrepreneurs. Um, so that definitely would be one. But the other one is, um, gosh, you know, I'd have to think. Because of the new programs, I'm constantly kind of like generating, building up, thinking long-term projects. I think that's something actually really important to bring up, John, is I make a real distinction in my own time management where I call it on one hand, I call it focus time. And that is long-term income. So in other words, I'm, I'm working on projects that are going to generate income in the future. So whether it's my partnerships, the prepping, the writing copy, the product creation, all of that work is future income, but it's really important. And that's a really important part. And I call it focus time because it's pure focus. I turn everything off. I just focus on, on those projects. Then on the other hand, I have this flex time, which is income generating uh, uh, time right now. So for example, like right now for me is, is like a flex time because this is a promotional thing as well. So this is generating you know, content stuff right now. Um, working with clients on the phone or over Skype, that's what I call flex time. Working the everyday running of my business, that's flex time. So I really do kind of make a distinction between those two and it, because I've noticed that in my own you know, working and talking with millionaires, they almost all had focus time. And the people who struggle the most usually don't have focus time. <laughs> so, so I actually spend, I would say, about half of my time now is on focus time, on, on future generating income projects. Well, I'm going to go on a limb here and tell you straight up that you are using this 30 minutes of your flex time brilliantly because <laughs> this is truly evergreen content. It's going to be a couple years from now you are going to have one of the listeners on Entrepreneur on Fire that just came back and downloaded every one of these podcasts and came across yours and just really clicked with you, and they're going to reach out to you. So this is an example of why podcasting is such a good way to spend this kind of flex time that you're exactly. looking. Oh, exactly. And I encourage people. I encourage people to actually consider that in their own management of their time is to put aside focus time and then and separate it out from flex time, the busyness time. So James, we've now reached my favorite part of the show. We're about to enter the lightning round, and this is where I provide you with a series of questions, and you come back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Does that sound like a plan? <laughs> that sounds great, John. <laughs> <laughs> what was the number one thing that was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Um, Self-confidence, actually. And, you know... Gosh darn 
No, it's like we, we do a lot of personal growth work and it, and it does work. Of course it works. And as age happens, we get stronger, we get better. But still, sometimes fundamentally, there's, like, there's stuff. There's stuff that we all have. And for me, it was a confidence issue. And right now, I, you know, I'm, I'm doing great and everything, but I can always tell you know, in the background, there's like, mm, there's always a hint of, ooh. So I think it's more of a, a management of it because it does get stronger, but there's always, there's always something that we're having to battle with. Everyone has something. And so to me, that was it. I was, I was held back because I didn't know that I could actually step forward myself and make this kind of impact in the world. What is the best business advice you ever received? I have to come back to that market research part because it does relate to that failure I have is really connecting with the audience uh, in real conversations to find out what's really going on with them. I also, I would say real quickly, I, did, I do a lot of um, marketing consulting for a company called Evolving Wisdom, which is an advanced education program. And, and I really, because of this understanding about market research, I really push them to do more surveys and analyze the surveys. And we've doubled campaigns and launches because of that. And we're talking like multiple six figures for a campaign. So that little thing of of spending time with your potential clients really adds up to bottom line dollars for you. What is something that's working for you or your business right now? I would say the meditation, honestly, because it's so uh, grounding for me. And it makes the rest of the day sail along quite smoothly. Whereas when I don't do it, I notice it and it's bumpy. I like to ask my spotlighted entrepreneur for an internet resource that they really love, that they're just really utilizing, such as an Evernote or something along those lines. Do you have an internet resource you could share with the audience? Well, two of them. I'll do them real quick. The first is on my iPad. My favorite app is Flipboard. And I, I put on, the, it's Flipboard. So you, it's basically looking at all the media out there, RSS feed, blogs, Twitter, Facebook, everything. And so I can quickly scan through the, my favorite blogs. Um, that's one of my favorite ones. The other one that I've always used and loved is lynda.com, L-Y-N-D-A.com. And that's a, um, they do a lot of Camtasia videos for every kind of software imaginable. And that's how I learned Photoshop and all these things that I, these softwares that I can use now, which gives me a lot of power to create faster. Truly love Linda myself. For yeah. A small subscription fee of $25 a month, you have access to pretty much any piece of software that you want to master. It's just a great option to go. Yeah, I love it. You've already given us a great book on writing well. Do yeah. you have another business book that you would recommend to us that you've read recently? Not recently, but it's the one of the classics. It's Influence by Robert Cialdini. I love that book. That's, one of, that's a book that just never ends. Every single chapter brings an amazing realization that you're just like, wow, that actually happened to me yesterday. I mean, it's amazing, right? I mean, you get, it, he has a way of really getting you focused on, oh, okay, this is what actually causes people to take action. These are the real trigger points. Hmm. That's a book I truly reread once every six months. Yeah. This last question, James, is my favorite. And it's kind of a tricky one. So take your time, digest (laughs) it, and then you can come back and knock us out with a great answer. If you woke up tomorrow morning with all of the experience, knowledge, and money that you currently have right now, but your business had completely disappeared, forcing you to start with a clean slate, essentially, which 
is what many of our listeners find themselves with right now. Yeah. What would you do? I would reach out to my a couple of my key partners. Um, and I, by that, I mean my business partners, which uh, I have three in different projects that I work on. But also, even more important, is my, my what would you call it, like a mastermind. You know, my, my network of like-minded, successful entrepreneurs who I just, they keep me on the straight and narrow. You know, they're my, they're my feedback loop. And they would be the ones I would call first. And for, for clarity, for talking things through, for their ideas, their insights, it's the mastermind concept. And I think that is so fundamental to really making it because we're so isolated as entrepreneurs sometimes, um, you know, because we tend to work alone and or virtually. And it, it, we lose that human contact and that we, we kind of it's easy to get caved up. <laughs> so I have these, I would say about seven to 10 various people that I can call on at any time. And we can sit and brainstorm, we can chat about things, um, personal, business, everything. I think having that kind of an anchor is so fundamental and so important. I could not agree more. In fact, one thing that I provide Entrepreneur on Fire is an elite mastermind, which is called Ignite. And it's just for that reason. It's for that entrepreneur that really wants to take that next step and join a community of like-minded individuals and really support each other in that team atmosphere. And I just love that whole concept. I'm in a great mastermind. Also, Ignite, I'm very involved with. I run it. I love that mastermind. I just cannot talk highly enough about them. So I really have to say I agree with the steps you would take. Yeah, it's so it's great. I mean, and it's good to be part of one that you know, like you with for you, John. They resonate with you. They they click with you, and then you can facilitate. You can guide not only you as their leader, but also just the whole group. There's a synergy that happens in those kinds of groups. It's a great synergy. There's just great support, and it's an awesome place to be. Yeah. So, James, you've given us some great actionable advice today, and we are all better for it. Give Fire Nation one last piece of guidance, then give yourself a plug, and then we'll say (laughs) goodbye. I'd say it is about being authentic. I'm seeing this more and more, especially with the age of the social media and blogging and video and everything. People are connecting with people. Uh, people who they can connect with, like so. Don't hold back. <laughs> That's what I would say. You know, like let your personality come through. Let your light come through. Love it. Um, as far as for me, the website is rochemarketing.com. It's r o c h e marketing.com. I do have a free special report on there. It people tell me they print it, they highlight it. It's by their bedside. It's a powerful report that is a real eye opener. So um, I invite you guys to check that out. And then, yes, if you're interested in connecting with me, working with me more, come to the website, reach, reach out to me there. I do work with clients on a one-on-one basis. I have some programs on the site as well. Wonderful. Well, all of this will be linked up in the show notes. Really appreciate your time, James. I personally had a blast. Thank you, John. It was wonderful. I, you're wonderful at doing this. Thank you. <laughs> well, listen, Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Okay. Thanks, John. Fire Nation, thank you so much for joining us today. Are you interested in learning five ways to make $500 this month? How about five productivity tips that will help you today? Well, that and more is my free gift to you when you go to eofire.com and subscribe to Fire Nation. Lastly, for that entrepreneur ready to take it to the next level, visit Ignite 
www.elitemastermind.com. Join our elite mastermind community and watch your business or business idea explode. Thank you for joining us at entrepreneuronfire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.